Welcome to the Missing Pillar of Health podcast, the show that helps you reduce toxins in your life without fear, judgment, or shame, so you can be happier, healthier, and all around more awesome. I'm your host, environmental engineer, mom of two, and founder of Green at Home, Emma Roman. The research is clear that toxic chemicals found in the products we use, food we eat, water we drink, and air we breathe are contributing to the rise of chronic illness, allergies, infertility, autoimmune disease, and more. The good news is you can reduce your exposure without having to drastically change your lifestyle, and I'm here to show you how. Each week, you'll get science-based, practical, and need-to-know information to help you sort through the misinformation and greenwashing out there so you can tackle toxins with confidence. From solo shows to guest expert interviews, you'll leave each episode with practical solutions to implement in your life. As Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. I believe addressing toxins is a critical step towards creating a healthier and happier community, family, and ultimately a better planet. And that starts right here, right now. Let's dive into today's show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Missing Pillar of Health podcast. Today, I'm going to share the what, why, and how of choosing healthier skincare. This is often one of the first, but also one of the most frustrating changes people tend to make. It's actually the first step I recommend in my courses and programs for a few reasons. Number one, the products you use regularly are replaced regularly too, so it's easier to swap out when you've run out of what you're using without feeling like you're wasting something. Number two, ingredients have to be included on the label, so it's a great place to start practicing label reading as a skill that is so important really for every product in your home. And number three, what we put on our skin affects our toxic load, so switching to healthier products is a great gateway to bigger changes down the road. Now, I'm not going to quote some of those social media posts that go around saying things like everything you put on your skin gets in your bloodstream in 20 seconds because there is no credible science behind that and different chemicals enter our bodies in different ways or some not at all. However, while our skin can act as a barrier to protect us from some things, certain ingredients do penetrate the skin and end up in our bodies. One study done in California with 100 teenage girls found that by switching cosmetics to those that were free of parabens, phthalates, and other hormone disruptors, ended up reducing the concentration of these chemicals in their urine by 30 to 40% in just three days. And that's huge. I'll link that study in the show notes if you want to check it out. Now, hormone disruptors act in our bodies at much lower concentrations than other toxics, and they are linked with such a wide range of health issues, from infertility to obesity to children's development to autoimmune disease and more. These chemicals are so important, I'll be covering them in more detail in future shows. The other main concerns with skincare ingredients are allergens and irritants. Now, some ingredients cause a reaction in certain people almost immediately, whereas others can build up a sensitivity over time. And some of us might not react to these ingredients at all. It really is an individual thing. 
And this makes it harder to identify ingredients that may or may not be a concern because they're so inconsistent. Now, when it comes to sensitizing ingredients, it can be really hard to identify the problem if you don't know what to look for because the same product that you've been using for a long time might be fine for a while, but then all of a sudden trigger a reaction. Methyl isothiazolinone is a common preservative that can have this effect, and it was actually listed as allergen of the year in 2013 by the American Contact Dermatitis Society. And it's found in some uh, green products. I've seen it in some green laundry soap, for example. Another unintended consequence of some ingredients is they can increase absorption of other ingredients. So some ingredients in isolation may not be a serious concern because they stay on the top layers of your skin, but in combination with these uh, penetration enhancers, they're called, like the risk may be increased. Uh, PEGs or PEGs and propylene glycol may have this penetration enhancing property and are common in many skincare and baby products. Carcinogens may also be found in skincare products. Now, often these aren't necessarily seen on the label and they could be in very low amounts as potential contamination from the manufacturing process of certain chemicals like coal tar dyes and petrolatum. Other ingredients can react with chemicals in the environment or on your skin or other ingredients in products you might be using to release small amounts of formaldehyde, which is a known carcinogen. Examples of these include DMDM hydantoin and quaternium 15. Talc is another carcinogen that is commonly found in certain baby powders and Johnson and Johnson is actually in the process of removing talc from its baby powder formulations in Canada and the US because of public pressure and legal action against the company. Now, there are thousands of different ingredients used in skincare products, and it would be impossible and impractical to understand what every single one of them is and what their risk profiles are. The good news is you don't have to do that to be able to choose healthy products. Now, I'm not going to tell you to avoid ingredients that you can't pronounce because many natural and nourishing ingredients written in Latin as required by labeling laws are very difficult to read, whereas something like talc, which I've just mentioned as a carcinogen, is very easy to pronounce. So there are no real shortcuts when it comes to reading labels, but there are definitely some tricks to make it easier for you. Your approach to switching to healthier products will be different depending on a few things, whether you've already cleaned up some products or if you're starting from scratch, what your ultimate health goals are, and if you have any existing health challenges or allergies. If you're starting from scratch, it can quickly feel overwhelming to know what you should switch and what products will work. Now, if this is you, I suggest starting with just a handful, say three to five products that you use every day and that sit on your skin, like lotion, deodorant, makeup, sunscreen, that sort of thing. 
those are going to have higher exposure risks than products that you only use once in a while or that rinse off like shampoo. Learning to read labels might not be your favorite task, but it is such an important skill that will serve you well throughout your whole healthy home journey, I promise you. As I mentioned earlier, the benefit of starting with skincare products is that ingredients have to be listed on the label, so you can start seeing patterns between what's on the front of the label, i.e. the marketing language, and what's actually in the product to tell if the marketing language actually holds up. And this brings me to my first tip. And that is to avoid getting sucked in by those marketing claims made on the front of a label. Terms like non-toxic, natural, and even organic in certain cases aren't regulated and could mean everything from fully non-toxic to containing a single plant-based ingredient along with a bunch of conventional ones. Now, certain organic claims will have certifications and those will have to meet certain criteria, but I see some brands throwing out the word organic like contains organic ingredients and those aren't necessarily certified. Another marketing trick is to put what isn't in the product in a big long list like phthalate, fragrance, paraben, etc. free. And this often ends up being a bit of a distraction because what's in a product is more important than what isn't in a product. And what often gets listed on these free from lists are ingredients that we all know are a concern, but they can replace them with ingredients that may be less noticeable. And the only way to figure that out is to understand how to read that back of the label with the full ingredient list. Now there's a caveat to the requirement for body care products to list all ingredients in the US and Canada anyways. Fragrance ingredients don't currently have to be disclosed, though we're starting to see a shift and some promising legislation in the works, so hopefully this will change. But currently in October 2020, when this episode is released, there's a loophole that allows manufacturers to include any number of hundreds of ingredients and list only fragrance, or in Canada it might say parfum, without disclosing its component chemicals. Some brands are preparing for more stringent laws around fragrance disclosure and at least listing their ingredients on their website. So if you don't see it on the package, you could always check there. Other brands are listing chemicals that may be used in their fragrance mixtures without disclosing what's in a particular product. And looking at common brand lists, spot checking them, they do include allergens and irritants and may include hormone disruptors and carcinogens. So if a product just lists fragrance without disclosing its ingredients, I tend to recommend avoiding it because you just don't know what's in it. The show notes have a link to a blog post with more details on synthetic fragrance and why it is a concern. And while we're on the topic of fragrance, there's a difference between fragrance-free and unscented. Unscented can mean that fragrance ingredients have been added to mask the smell of other ingredients, whereas fragrance-free means that fragrance or these masking ingredients have not been added. So again, 
you might see unscented or fragrance-free on the front of the package, but turn it around to double check that it actually doesn't contain fragrance listed on the ingredient list. And if you want a product that's scented, I tend to suggest opting for something that uses essential oils and it discloses what oils have been used. Okay, now that you know a few of the marketing tricks to watch out for, let's look at some ingredients that you might find on the back of the label. One of the simplest ways to check how healthy a product is, is to use a label reading app like Think Dirty or EWG's Skin Deep. They allow you to search products and see how they rank on a scale of zero being quote unquote non-toxic to 10, which would be the least healthy. These can be incredibly helpful tools, but it's important to keep in mind that they are just tools, not your whole toolbox. Here are some things that I want you to keep in mind as you start navigating and using these apps. First, they don't contain all products, so you may have to go ingredient by ingredient anyways, which brings me back to the importance of learning how to read ingredient labels. You can search by ingredient in Skin Deep Online. That is a useful feature of that tool. Another tip, I always recommend drilling down into the ingredient scores in the apps instead of just relying on the overall product score. So when you pull up a product in the app, you'll see the product will have an overall score, but then you can click down and see how each ingredient scores on that same 0 to 10 scale and some notes on why the app has given it that rating. Some ingredients, I find it most commonly in allergens, might not show up as a concern, but if you're struggling with skin issues or allergies, you're going to want to pay more attention to these. On the flip side, some skin irritants are rated very poorly, but if this isn't a big concern for you or you have some other health issues that you want to focus on, it might not be something that needs your attention if there are other more important things to avoid in other products. So take the overall rating with a grain of salt and get clear on your goals so that you don't get bogged down in thinking that every product looks terrible or giving you a false sense of security that products are fine when you're still dealing with some uh, reactions. Another reminder is that product formulations change over time. So it's important to compare what's listed in the app in the ingredients with what's on the product package or on the website if you're looking at a product that you don't yet have to make sure that you're seeing an accurate rating. And finally, brands can pay to have what they call manual vetting in Think Dirty or they can achieve the EWG seal in Skin Deep. And so this means that you aren't necessarily comparing apples to apples when looking at brands who have paid versus those who didn't. Now, just to clarify, paying doesn't artificially inflate a score. If a product has an ingredient that wouldn't rate well, uh, then you can't pay to just bump up that score. But paying for the manual vetting does allow the raters to take more things into account 
If the brand demonstrates contamination testing, for example, then that could improve the score because some of the assumptions made in the apps assume the worst case scenario. And so if a brand has paid, then they can confirm that they've tested for contaminants, their score might uh, get better. Whereas a non-paying brand, they could have the same zero contamination level, but they haven't paid to get that verified. So that product might look worse. So just something to keep in mind. In the show notes, I've linked to a free label training I put together with more details on all of these tips, plus a video tutorial on how to use Think Dirty. It is my preferred app for when it comes to skincare products. And this training also includes lists of body care, uh, as well as cleaning products, by the way, that are commonly thought to be green. And I tell you if they actually are or if they're just green washed. You can grab that from my website at greenathome.ca forward slash learn or check out the show notes for the link. I'll also be doing mini episodes in the future highlighting specific ingredients, but I've got my full ingredient watch list that I update periodically based on the latest research to contain some of the most concerning ingredients And this is found in the Complete Guide to Choosing Healthy Cleaning and Personal Care Products, a mini course that goes into more detail on specific uh, product-by-product recommendations, ingredients, and detailed label reading tutorials. I've included a link in the show notes if you want to learn more about that, or you can check out this and all of my other resources at greenathome.ca forward slash learn. Now, I'm guessing some of you are thinking, okay, this is all great, learn something, hopefully, but what brands can I use so I can just skip through all of this label reading business? So I am a big fan of choosing brands that carry multiple products you use to help streamline the process for you, or at least made on your continent, if not more local. I really see no need to be importing products from Australia to the US or vice versa for example, and that are easy for you to purchase. I want it to be easy and simple and straightforward for you to choose healthier products for yourself. So don't overcomplicate this. Some things might work for other people that aren't going to work for you. So make sure you're clear on what you will continue to follow through on before you decide that you're going to choose a brand that maybe is a bit more obscure and harder to find. Some people love trying new brands from local markets, and if that works for you, then awesome. If you know that you are only going to buy something online, then don't start looking for brands that you need to find in person. So some of my favorite brands are Canadian because that's where I am. Uh, I'll give the Americans some suggestions as well, but I like to support Canadian and we have some fantastic products. They include the Green Beaver Company, Lifon's Natural Skin Care, Routine Deodorant, and Pure Anata Makeup, to name a few. And you can find all of these and more over in my online shop at greenathome.ca forward slash shop. If you're in the US, brands like Ilia, RMS Beauty and Beauty Counter are just a few examples, but there are so many more. The detox market is a great place to get healthier products as a one-stop shop. Again, 
still look at the ingredient lists, even though health food stores and retailers that specialize in healthy products can help streamline the process for you, their ingredient standards might not be the same as yours. So, you know, starting at somewhere like the detox market is great, but don't use that to bypass the label reading skills that hopefully you will start to hone after listening to this. Uh, Now, there are more U.S. brands found in the product list that I've mentioned previously that is linked in the show notes in the label reading training. Now, the reality is products will always be changing. And depending on where you live and shop, you may have access to different options. And this is why understanding labels and being able to confidently decipher their claims and decide if a product is right for you is such an important skill. Yeah, it will take some time in the beginning, but once you've built the habit, it will be one that will serve you well for a long time to come, and the time that it takes to read a label will be cut down drastically. I remember standing in drugstores, looking at products, having my hands full, and my shops would just take so long because I was trying to figure out what I was looking at. But once you go through this process, Give yourself some time, some patience, and it will not take this long in very long if you get consistent with it, I promise. So I hope this gives you some inspiration and confidence to start looking at your products a little differently and a little bit more critically. I would love to hear what you're going to swap out next. So join us over in the free Facebook group, The Green Product Forum, to share and ask for recommendations so you can streamline this process of finding products that work. I look forward to seeing your swaps. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And most importantly, I hope you'll take one action step from it this week. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was over in the free Facebook group, The Green Product Forum. And if you like what you heard, please take a moment to hit subscribe and write a review if you're so inclined. Both of these take just a sec and really help us out as a new kid on the podcast block. My mission is to help millions of families live healthier, happier lives by lowering their toxic load, and your reviews can really help grow this movement. And hey, you might just get a shout out on a future episode. Until next week, stay healthy. Stay healthy.